0: Hey folks, it's Jeff Fuzzy Wenzel from the Woodshed Agency, and you're listening to a new episode of Successfully Funded. Here we go. Let's turn it up. Turn it up. Yeah! All right, crowdfunders. How is everybody doing out there in the wonderful land of crowdfunding? You know, that magical place where you know, you just get to raise a whole bunch of money for your things, right? You know, we all dream about it. We think, hey, is there a place where I could just put something on the internet and just raise a gob gob of money? Is there a place? Maybe that's right here. Maybe that's why you're listening to this episode. So I am your host, Jeff Fuzzy Wenzel, CEO of Woodshed Agency. This podcast is called Successfully Funded. And what we do here is we talk to project creators either while they're in the middle of a campaign or Or their campaign has just finished up, typically on Kickstarter or Indiegogo, and we like to find out what did they do to become successful. And that way you are getting the most up-to-date information on what you could be doing to also be successfully funded, right? Which that's the ultimate goal, right? So today we've got in a – I think we've got a pretty darn good episode, right? We're back at it full strength, but on today's episode – we're going to be talking with Radana and Peter from uh, the company Origami Bottle, right? So if you haven't seen this on Kickstarter yet, I strongly recommend going and checking it out. It's a water bottle that that collapses and folds down, and it's all built with this, with like origami-style triangles, and dude, it's interesting. Very, very sweet. But they have three days to go, so if you're listening to this right now, make sure you go over there right now and check out the campaign. And they're at about $123,000, so really good campaign, and uh. Just, just a great, great product, great design. It's one of those ones that you look at it and you go, "This doesn't make sense." And then once you kind of get more and more in the weeds on it, you go, "Yeah, this is a really, really smart, well-designed product." So, like I said, that conversation is coming up here in just a little bit. uh So, you know, if you want, you can go ahead and skip, or you can listen to my intro. It's up to you, right? So. Yeah, so we're finally back at it. This will be a full week of of episodes, right? Monday and Thursday. Next week will be a full episode. We're back in the we're back to being full strength. We I, I'll let everybody know what happened was is we had some scheduling stuff because I started to have to work uh, at the church on Fridays or I thought I was going to, so I had to move some stuff around. Then we lost a couple weeks of episodes, and I went on vacation. So, um, you know, hopefully, last week you guys enjoyed our 200th episode, um, which was which I, I want to give a shout out to Brandon who edited that together for me. That was great work on his end to, to go through some of the past content and put that together. So, hope you guys enjoyed that best of. Um, but yeah, like I said, we should be back to being full strength. Everything's ready to go here. We've got. Uh, full team. We are now kicking butt here. So, again, this is Monday morning on the 13th, and this episode should be coming out here a little bit later tonight. So, um, yeah, full week, man. Full, full week. So, I kind of mentioned it, uh, you know, so I got back this weekend, first full weekend back mixing at the church. Um, Saturday, we had rehearsal. Sunday, we actually had two services with people in the room. I got to be honest, it's weird. It's, uh, I don't, you, you just, you, now there's this, I don't want to be around a bunch of people, right? You're like, I don't know if I should be around you guys. <laughs> should I be around you? I don't know. So there's this like, uh, okay. Uh, I mean, all in all, it was actually great. Everybody had their masks on. I personally am like kind of hidden away and in in like up in a booth. So I don't really see many people. Um, I don't have to interact that much. Um, so, I mean, but it's just, again, it's just odd to be in a, in a, in a large gathering, Right, it feels weird. I couldn't even fathom being at like a concert or something with like thousands of people. I mean, this scenario was like I don't know, 150 people, maybe 175. Not a lot, not a typical weekend, Uh, but it was nice to kind of stretch the legs a little bit. You know, get your ears going on, and where you can actually, you know, hear stuff and and mix, and uh, you know, kind of just got back in the groove. It's it's been almost four and a half months or so off, so um, that was nice to get back in the groove. So you know, it just. Kicking it back in, right? We're kind of grooving back in on this Monday, and uh, but I'm back to like that first. I tell you what, I'm tired, man. These Monday mornings, I forgot how you know when you, when you lose a little bit, a healthy amount of sleep on Sundays because they get up early. Your next day is a little, little more slow. But today's mostly today on Mondays. are A lot of phone calls and whatnot. But yeah, I did have a have a little bit of a stressful point yesterday. I had to fire a client, I, which it's just bog, it boggles my mind. So we had a client um, that has. I think just an amazing product, and we have been selling the you know what out of it. I mean, like, as of like literally right now, we moved something like twenty thousand dollars worth of product this month uh, on an ad spend of like eighteen hundred bucks, and the client like freaked out on me. I'm like, what? Like, that's why I'm here. I'm here to to, to to like I'm here to 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 drive sales. You know, the numbers I just mentioned are like double from what they usually typically do. I'm like, we're only, ha- we're halfway through the month and we had like the July 4th weekend. So I'm like, oh, you know. So I just realized that there's just, you know, no way that I can I can work with a client like this. There's just no way because they don't, they their storyline or their goals are so foreign to what is reality that there's just nothing you can do about it. And then to get, and, and I probably won't respond to this. This is me being, you know, this is that little bit of maybe potential pettiness that comes in. But I got this response today on how, oh, you know, they they appreciate everything we've done. and you know, they just wish that the communication would be better, and it could have worked out. and i'm and i and I want to respond. i'm I'm actually looking at the message right now. And what I want to respond with is bullshit. Oh, I probably should have preferenced uh, and had a, a you know, had the old um uh, parental warning. Sorry, if you guys got kids in the car, bullshit is what I'm gonna say. And the reason I'm gonna say that is is because, one, we have we use a tool called basecamp 3 i'm on it all day you can reach me in multiple different ways you can email me i respond to emails all the time you can get a hold of me whenever you want plus we have a project manager who literally is your project manager you can get a hold of them so if you can't get a hold of me you can get a hold of them on top of that weekly uh, weekly reporting comes out and daily reporting every day you get a, a note that says hey we spent 100 bucks we made 300 bucks we spent 1000 bucks we made 30000 bucks whatever the numbers are so, like, to to kind of throw that little salt in the wound, it really bothers me when it's when 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 you don't take your own ownership of like, oh my gosh, we hired you, we didn't expect you guys to tell as much as <laughs> as you did for us. Uh, I'm now going to blame it on all these other factors, and it's none of those. Fa- I mean, just it's just not. It's just almost one of those things where it's like physically impossible, or you have chosen not to actually communicate at all, right? Like, I can't force you to communicate with me outside of hey we do every other week phone calls weekly reporting daily reporting project managers communication tool that we all have access to all the time so then you look at and you go let's look at the communication style because this is what happened yesterday i got this message at like one o'clock in the afternoon on a sunday hey stop spending money what are you doing and it's like so you you choose to respond like the fact that I responded on a Sunday and had to fire you tells you that I'm basically plugged in seven days a week, right? Into I got it on all my devices. So like, just that fact alone tells me that you are the bad communicators. You guys don't communicate during the week or when you guys, you know, I don't know, during any sort of normal business hours, which are now business hours are like nine to seven. So I'm sorry, I'm ranting a little bit. But this is my chance, right? This is why I have my own podcast, so I can rant about this stuff. So I had that yesterday. It just bothers me. That's the first thing. Second thing is, I can't sit around listening to my mom talk about dating. I have realized that. Yep, yesterday I had to hear all about it. Um, and she's mostly talking to Aaron, so I'm getting it like I'm actually sitting there uh, firing this client and unplugging a bunch of stuff. Um, that's what I'm doing. But I'm sitting there, and I know that I should be, uh, you know, I don't even know what I – actually, I don't even know what to be. I'm in this sort of lost phase around I don't want to be hearing my mom talk about this stuff. It is not comfortable uh obviously we want the mother to be happy and whatnot but like it is something where i'm like i just nope 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 not not i'm not that guy definitely not that guy i don't want to hear this but um yeah so i got that going on which is so i don't know does anybody else i mean i don't know if it's the same as like the divorce thing You know, if like your parents go through a divorce and all of a sudden there's like a new guy. I don't know if it's like the same or if it's different when your dad has passed away. Um, And I don't know if there's like a timeline that is more appropriate. I don't know. It's just all of it. Sitting in it yesterday, hearing my mom talk about dating in your 60s through Messenger and dating apps. If you can't hear that, I'm rubbing my forehead because it's a lot. I just The fact that I just sit, literally said that sentence to me feels like a lot. I mean, it just does. <sighs> yep, 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 yep. So if you guys got any advice, shoot me an email. Shoot me a text. You notify know me. Jeff at woodshed.agency. Other things. What do you guys think about tennis? you guys love it or hate it? What do you guys think about I like tennis. I'm going to be playing it this week. I'm actually going to send an email to my buddy here because I was looking through my schedule. I'm going to try to play tomorrow morning. I like tennis. Tennis is nice, right? It's a good time. So um yeah. And I'm all right I think I could I I think I could potentially be okay at it. Again, this isn't you know, but like enough to have like good volleys and actually play a good game with somebody else. But tennis, you really gotta make sure you're playing with somebody who has um who is at least somewhat in the same skill set, right? You can't play with somebody who's really, really good or you can't play somebody that's really, really bad, because then you're just chasing the balls around all the time. You know, that's what she said. So um I think in this scenario, though, I think you know, the buddy, I play with Michael. Shout out to Michael. We're—he's definitely better than me because I think he's holding back just a touch, and he like turns it on a little bit here and there. Um, so, but, but I think, yeah, I think we're—I think we could actually have a slightly okay game. You know, I would lose, I would still lose, I know that, but the game would at least be fun. So, I like tennis, so I'm going to be playing that a little bit tomorrow, maybe a couple times, and then I'm also still doing the disc off. So, got, got, got those old discs. I broke the seal on those the other day, got those out for the first time, which was great. Um, And I'm going to try to take the family, I think, this week as well. We're going to try to do that. So, you know, getting that sporting in, right? The little bit of sporting that you can do in today's world. So, all right, all right. I think that's enough ranting. So... With all that said, let's get back to our housekeeping here. Things that we need you to do. So if you've gotten to this point, hopefully you're enjoying what you're hearing. I mean, you haven't even gotten to the real meat yet, right? This is the appetizer portion. So if you've gotten to this point, you've enjoyed your appetizer. The meal's coming up here in just a moment with the actual interview with Origami Bottle. So we're going to talk about that in just a second. But all right, if this is your first time, though, make sure you guys are subscribing. Go to the iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you're listening to this. Hit that subscribe button. Actually, you need to smash that subscribe button. That's what you need to do. Or you can go over to YouTube. You can smash that subscribe button and uh, become a regular uh, listener to your very own podcast here. It's called Successfully Funded. Uh, If you're thinking about running a campaign, go to woodshed.agency. Right now, tons and tons and tons of valuable information. Go to our blog section. Go to our podcast right now that you're listening to go to our 30 minute review shows join us on join our community on discord join our private Facebook group I, I mean there's so much you can do to like get plugged into this community of of not only just myself but other crowdfunding people who talk about this stuff on a day in day out basis so we've got all kinds of valuable information so don't hold out right go go jump in there um, but alright why don't we go ahead and kick my conversation with the origami bottle here we go in the color
1: blue After you look down cause you know if you look around you see a lot
0: of things all right you two, the red lights on so i ask everybody this first question just to get everybody started here what would you have for breakfast this morning
2: what breakfast <laughs> i had yeah. some very healthy breakfast Okay. Uh, Like soaks uh, oats with uh, (laughs) okay oats honey tahini these kind of things like super all
0: right that's a very healthy breakfast it might be the most healthy breakfast we've had so far how about you Peter what did you have
3: Uh, I never have breakfast so no breakfast for you yeah Yeah,
2: I I don't have breakfast neither but uh, I was just hungry
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay all right yeah. Well, very cool. So, because we've got two people talking, I always want to make sure we, uh, you know, especially for our people who are listening audio wise, why don't you both take a moment just to kind of introduce yourselves, let people get used to your voice, um, and then we'll jump into the interview here. So, uh, I don't know, Regu, if you want to go first, just you want to kick it off.
2: All right. Uh, yeah, my name is Radina. I'm one of the creators and co founders of Default. Uh, I'm more focused on the business and marketing side uh, of our project and the business that we are building. I have an experience in advertising, in strategic brand development. I've worked for startups in Berlin and Barcelona. Hmm. Uh, The last studies that I did was in a Master in uh, Innovation Entrepreneurship in Barcelona. This is when I got more into uh, exploring innovative ideas and um, more on the business development side hmm. uh, after the marketing and uh, yeah we've been working with Peter for more than two years now developing our first product the origami bottle that is now live on kickstarter and apart from work I'm on a very active person. I love sports <laughs> and nice. uh, spending time with friends uh, with activities. Very uh, cool. yeah, I'm Very passionate about rock climbing, uh, mount mountaineering. Uh, I do yoga. Uh, I do run. Uh, I, I run occasionally from time to time, and uh, yeah, all kind of these
0: things. <laughs> awesome! <laughs> awesome. Playing. Sounding good. Awesome. And uh, Peter, if you want to introduce yourself here, real quick.
3: Yeah, my my name is Peter Zacharinov, and I'm an architect. Uh, yeah, I graduated like 10 years no, 14 years ago, actually. And then I worked uh, as an architect for, uh, let's say, five years. And after that, I switched to the product design. Okay. After I found some geometrical uh, uh, <clears throat> yeah some geometrical um, structures that are self-supporting and I started to make furniture uh, using uh, the principles behind these uh, joints and um, yeah uh, my work is more mostly inspired by geometry and um, transformable structures and structures that look impossible from first sight but uh, if you make some trick, let's say, it becomes possible. So very cool. And from personal perspective, I'm also passionate about mountains, uh, trekking, and also uh, slacklining. This is yeah.
0: Awesome! Very cool. Awesome! Awesome! So let's talk a little bit about why we're talking today. Um, why don't you tell my listeners? All about you know the origami bottle and what's on Kickstarter right now and, and what it is. Yeah, right now our first product,
2: as I said, uh is on Kickstarter that is a reusable collapsible bottle that folds like origami. Uh so it's um 750 uh milliliters or 25 OZ, I think, in the American mm-hmm. system, yeah. uh capacity that folds to a minimum just by pressing it on three points and uh What differentiates it among other collapsible drinkware is that it's super stable when it's in unfolded state. Mm -hmm. So it's a hybrid between conventional uh, stainless steel glass bottles and uh, available collapsible drinkware. Um, And it's also made of uh, very durable uh, premium uh, materials uh, that are also sustainable. Uh, we've applied circular design thinking um, in the whole design of the bottle and what will happen even after five years of intensive usage, uh, whether it's recyclable, is it endlessly recyclable because the polymer that we've chosen, it, it, it can be recycled endlessly without a loss of quality, the stainless gap okay. cap and the thread as well. Uh, so we've been really uh, digging into every detail uh, on the creation of, of this uh, innovative bottle really to make it as a reliable, safe, uh, really offer a, a great user experience that also is made to last for long. And with this first bottle, um, uh, we are also starting, as we say, a reuse threefold revolution because our um, also next meeting. Like bigger step is to enter into the packaging industry where we can develop mm-hmm. other collapsible, reusable solutions. Uh, Very cool. Because we're also like Peter is the inventor of of this folding technology, let's say origami technology. That uh, this is one representation of uh, of a geometrical pattern that can be applied for for something that can become super flat and compact while it's stable in an unfolded state. So we can develop even bigger, uh, larger containers uh, for transportation logistics Mm. or uh, other uh, consumer packed goods packaging that are reusable. So integrating with new reuse, refill models where you bring your container in the store like zero waste shopping or the milkman model (laughs) that is Mm. coming back uh, in our life. uh, so that's why with this bottle, yeah, it's a lifestyle and it's very practical and innovative in the in the collapsible segment of bottles. Uh, but uh, we believe that with the Kickstarter and the community that we are getting there, uh, it will also open, open a lot of opportunities into the, the bigger uh, impact that
0: we can have with technology. That's cool. That's awesome. Now. You know, where does this idea kind of start from? Where, you know, a couple years ago, three years ago, four years ago, where does the uh, where does sort of the, the, the back of the napkin sketch of like, oh, this could be a water bottle? Where does that happen?
2: Maybe Peter has to <laughs> share.
3: Yeah, before we decided to make a bottle, uh, we explored many other applications of, of the technology because usually uh, a new principle it's a very abstract, very symmetrical, and very, let's say, um, um, yeah, geometrical one that um, is not in a particular context. So, first, let's say six or seven years ago, I found this uh, principle while I was exploring another uh, another type of structures. They are called kirigami, and uh, yeah. I found out they're already uh, explored, but during the um, yeah the, some playing with these kirigami structures, I found this uh, new new principle. And after some research, I I found that it it has never been used. So and I was very surprised because I thought it must be uh, used by default because it's something. Uh, that looks uh, very close to, to the mind, and um, yeah, I started to uh, to play with these structures to because it can be uh, just triangles. It can be um, it can be composed of other uh, patterns like uh, trapezoidal ones or even very asymmetrical ones. So before uh the decision to to make this product and to make a bottle there was a lot of um, research and um yeah playing with the different patterns and shapes because this uh, technology can offer many different uh shapes almost every uh, container can be can become collapsible, Uh, and there are many other possible applications even in uh spaceships or whatever I don't know. so yeah okay
0: awesome so so i guess the water bottle portion of this is you know after you kind of come up with the potential of this design where does a am gonna make a water bottle fit in where, where, where is that two years ago when, when was that in the yeah. timeline
2: Peter was uh, explaining more about how he stumbled upon the principle of folding yeah, the, and pr- yeah. And, yeah. Uh, the, the exploration of the technology but basically it was not until uh, two years ago, when we met and we started working together, that we together started working in the direction of uh, how how should we apply this technology to what product? Um, uh, yeah. Really, how how should we bring this invention into something that is innovation? Uh, so uh, this is when we started prototyping uh, like he was playing with all of these different structures and the first product that we uh that we decided that it's a more uh, universal one and also like everybody's bringing bottles uh, but current uh, bottles as not are not as as convenient as they should be for for the lifestyle of active people that are always on the go that like to bring reusable containers with them in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so we decided that the first product will be a, a bottle, something that everybody's hydrating on the go. And uh, it brings an innovation uh, in that segment.
0: And and once you guys kind of determine we're going to use this technology with a water bottle, what, what's the first process? What's the first thing out of the gate that you have to do to, you know, take this uh, potential obscure technology or, you know, principle and apply it to a water bottle? What is, I guess, how do those two things come together?
2: Mm, Well, it was, I think, like a lot of things doing simultaneously because uh, I was researching on the business side. uh, Should we do a water bottle with our own brand or should we license this technology directly to some bigger corporations that can, uh, introduce, uh, refill, let's say Coca-Cola systems or something mm. like this, or, uh, or should we go to some outdoor brand and, uh, just be, um, uh, in, like innovation partner just on the R and D side. And from there on, right. they can take the, the selling and distribution. So there were a lot of approaches that we like we were going through together. And at the same time, Peter was also prototyping, uh, because he was 3D modeling uh, and conceptualizing design of the bottle. like if you scroll down the, the Kickstarter page, we've shown the whole process and the initial design was based on uh, on trapezoid for folding forms. So this one is with triangles, whereas the other one, you had more steps of pressing it so that it folds. Uh, and then he found out like this uh, as a more simple, uh, clean um, design that can be used that you just fold it in three steps. Um, and so there was a lot of uh, research and development and three D prototyping, uh, also research on the material side because yeah we have an innovation that is that is on the design level like how things function, but they have to be applied with also some specific materials. So yep. then we started researching okay for a reusable bottle what materials uh, would be applicable for for this uh, for this application, and then we found the material. I mean, a lot of research testing with yeah. this one. And uh, after we also saw that uh, because we were applying to some uh, open innovation programs that we got very close to to develop like other, uh, let's say not bottles, but let's say reusable, refuelable shampoo bottle that mm. can be a, a variation of this bottle uh, for a bigger corporation like Procter & Gamble. Yeah. Um but then we saw that with all of these corporations, it's just very slow process uh, uh, they see the potential of this technology, but they want to see a proof of concept and we didn't want to to lose time and be dependent uh, on that side and we, we at the same time we saw that there is a lot of interest in in, in the development of this uh, reusable lifestyle bottle uh, because we were constantly getting feedback from people from events where we were going and they were like yeah maybe you can just do it by yourself uh, and in this way we will not make any co- let's say um, compromises or i don't know what yeah. to word with the yeah. quality of the product so uh, we decided that the fastest way to really bring this technology um, to life is by developing our own brand with our own product that was uh, also developing in the process uh, and appeared to be the origami bottle.
0: Very cool. Awesome. Awesome. Where does crowdfunding and Kickstarter fit into that equation of we're going to you know launch our own brand? Where, where does that start to fit in?
2: uh yes at some point uh you need uh you need the capital to to start the production and in our mm. case uh, it, uh we were pitching to some investors but uh it was the same as with the corporations basically they want to see a working product they were skeptical on the um like on the production side like how it's gonna happen uh because in here especially where we are based in uh, in bulgaria Um, there is not much funding that is going into hardware products. Everything Mm. is is in software and digital technologies. Um, So we saw that uh, it's just difficult at at an early stage to get funding to bring this product to life. Uh, And crowdfunding, that's why it's made. (laughs) Exactly, to to bring the crowd and to make these products happen. Uh, And this is a product that is just... Just fits the the Kickstarter community and like the the, yeah. the ideas that are that are spread there and uh, the bankers, they they like this kind of uh, of innovative product um, so we saw this as a logical step uh, to really to to make it happen and well, now we are hundred percent sure that this this is more powerful than yeah. really getting any. Uh, money beforehand um, that would really okay you will develop something and but you will not have really uh, this community this um, empowerment mm. that you create among your backers that really like they feel involved in the process and of course we are also involving them and we are listening to all of the feedback and we will consider uh, whatever is possible to to still implement it on, on the bottle. Um, sure. So it's really creating a product for the people and that is uh, also involving them.
0: That's Um, awesome. Yeah, so when, you know, maybe this is a good question for Peter here, but, you know, when do you guys know that you have a prototype good enough for Kickstarter? Like, you know, because I'm sure you could be tweaking this thing forever or, oh, no, 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 this could happen, this could happen. But when do you feel like you have, like, a final version or you feel comfortable enough to start going into the Kickstarter realm or photographing it, videotaping it. I think that's a tough decision for a lot of, of creators. So how did you guys sort of uh, navigate those waters?
3: Yeah, as far as I know, there are many products on Kickstarter that um, at the time of the campaign, they're uh, actually faking a lot the uh, the product to look uh, like a uh, really working product and so on in our case uh uh it's not like that we we decided to invest in uh in um, it's called test mold because the the production technology is injection molding and so we uh, tested the uh, the production in the in real industry environment because uh, before that we we used uh, mostly 3d printing for for the um, for the prototypes, but and we uh, have, say, achieved a lot of uh, good results in using uh, 3D printing. But um, it was not enough for, uh, for um, yeah, to be confident and to to know all the the variables because you have to know uh, the cost for the product and um, it's a. Um, it's a strange product for for the manufacturer, so uh we had to to risk a lot uh in with the mode because the, the manufacturer said okay and um, no one did it before so we are not sure it, it's gonna work and uh yeah we had to to risk and invest uh in this uh, test mode to be sure that uh that it will work and fortunately it worked and um in our case uh, it was very important to be sure that uh, yeah
2: yeah because the main concern of people like uh, is whether it's really durable and reliable yeah. so you cannot guarantee that without uh, going to pre-production and really testing this material with the with the injection molding and mm-hmm. the, mold, the prototype right. mode and this prototype mold also gave us a lot of knowledge uh, about uh, how to improve this bottle in with the real mode that will be invested w- after the Kickstarter, uh, because there are some tiny details that you know that make a bigger difference in the longer yep. term and the durability of the product. We also tested some other materials uh, just to compare them and see uh, whether there is a better option. Uh, and I think nowadays uh, it's not only just. Having an idea on paper, especially for products like this one, that is involved also with with your health, uh, etc. Because you need to to ensure that this uh, that this uh, bottle product is also safe uh, in terms of food safety and hygiene, etc. So um, you you have to to walk uh, down the line and climb up the hill. Yeah. Uh, to be really ready to to bring it to life and to market afterwards. Sure, uh, This is our idea like we're starting from Kickstarter and growing the community there. But after that it's not just one time hit, uh, like a project we we're doing, but really we want to make it sustainable also in the longer term.
0: Right. So now that you know that Kickstarter is going to be a part of this equation and you've got the, the, the you know like a final prototype, what what were you guys looking for that determined you were ready to launch on Kickstarter? Was there there's some data behind the scenes? Did you get an amount of emails that you wanted to hit? How did you know that you were ready to actually hit the launch button um, to be successful? Um,
2: yeah, you have a lot of uh, work beforehand before launching the Kickstarter, really, if you have a, a- depending on your goals, of course. Mm -hmm. Uh, But as I said, like for us, this is an opportunity really to kickstart the business and uh, bring this product. Uh, So since December last year, we started basically planning the campaign. We did our landing page where we started collecting emails, uh, exactly like building this database of uh, email contacts of people that are interested in our product. Uh, We started uh, also uh, putting some social media ads, uh, targeting them all around the world, like in Western mm-hmm. Europe, in the US, Canada, et cetera, so that we reach out in advance to, to as many people as possible and they can just uh, sign up if they're interested to know uh, when this product would be, uh, would be live. And uh, at some point then we started um, uh, engaging with these contacts Uh, So we started uh, explaining about uh, exactly what are we doing, why are we doing this, what is our journey so far, what have we done until now, what is about to happen. We sent a survey uh, several months before the launch uh, that we asked uh, what colors uh, would be. Interested for the people to have this product in what uh, problems they experience with uh, with the current reusable bottles that they use, uh, how how um, how do they define uh, our bottle in terms of one word, which means like how do they position it in their mind, yeah. uh, what do they like it, et etc. So uh, we really started engaging with these people while also growing this database of uh, interested people, and the idea is that when you hit the launch button. You send a newsletter uh, to these people and they say, okay, thank you for being until now here. Now this is happening. We'll be super happy to join us also on Kickstarter and really bring this product to life. So this was one thing that we were uh, yeah, very consistently working on. Um, and it is typical like with all the bigger campaigns that we see like our campaign is not as big as uh, some uh, 500k and more 1 million campaigns Uh, but it is necessary if you really want to to have a bigger community and bigger support on the very first date. Uh, At some point we also created a Facebook exclusive group group where all of these um, contacts or friends of ours Etc. Could join us. That we were also sending live updates just before the launch. So the idea is that you have to really clearly communicate uh, your messages, and when, because people are just, you know, our attention is really limited. Uh, yeah. We constantly get bombarded with all kind of uh, apps, chats, etc. Mm-hmm. So it's not that they don't want to remember, but it's difficult to to really. Uh, get your message and uh remember that at this day at this time this will be product this this product will be live at the limit uh, limited quantity of early birds price so uh, yeah. and at the same time you have to be uh careful how do you communicate this because you don't want to become a spammer that is always right. talking about this. So we were always it's always trying to add value to whatever we shared uh, in these uh, platforms and of course at some point from uh, From March on, we started planning the whole uh, communication of the campaign, uh, which means the video script, uh, the video production, uh, the whole storyline and um, the Kickstarter page. Uh, we involved some some friends of ours because I've worked in advertising, as I said. So, uh, so yeah, a copywriter friend of mine who did the script, uh, a graphic designer, art director that did our identity and all the visual elements. Uh, we we worked also with a video crew uh, that we managed to to do the view. At the same time, in in March, we know mm. what happened with the world, so we yes. were a bit. Uh, how are we going to film the, the video? When should we really launch the campaign? So, uh, but once our overall uh, goal was to launch in June, uh, so basically mid of June, that was still okay. Uh, and we saw that kind of all of the restrictions were, um, were lowering down and people were starting to live with the new normal, so we decided to, to give it a try, because you never know what will happen, and uh, it was not the highest peak. Of course, probably if we were not mm-hmm. in these times, the campaign might have been more successful, but for now, for, for, for now this, this is enough for us, and it's still um, and, yeah, really satisfying.
0: That's great. That's great. So we actually haven't even really talked about the Kickstarter very much. So the, I mean, we've talked about it, but we haven't actually mentioned any numbers. So when we're talking right now, when we're, we're doing this interview, we've got about six days to go. When people are hearing this is probably less than four days to go. Um, mm-hmm. You had a $15,000 goal. And right now you're sitting at $118,000 with over 2,500 backers. So a lot of backers, right? So um, we talked about that community that you've mentioned. A lot of people are supporting this and, and getting on board here, which is awesome. You know, has there been something that stood out that you were not expecting in the dashboard, like a country that's supporting you or, you know, oh my gosh, we're really big in Japan. I had no idea. Has there been anything that you would just have really been like, I did not expect that at all?
2: Uh, yeah, maybe behind the scenes, we can share that exactly Japan, like we're receiving, still receiving mm. a lot of emails uh, from uh, interested partners to do a crowdfunding in Japan. Like honestly, I mm. really were not, was not aware about this opportunity. Yeah. Japanese people, um, they have their own uh, crowdfunding platforms. Although now Kickstarter is open to Japan as well, but I think they opened a bit late. Mm. Uh, So this was like this is an opportunity for the future, and maybe we'll do it. We don't know. And at the same time, it's uh, it's not only happening in general, but at the same time, it's just he has the right fit with our product because it's an origami bottle. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. this is part of their culture. So this was something that we didn't expect, honestly. Uh, but in terms of support, uh, yeah, we were really stroked in the very first day mm-hmm. and when all of these back- backers started pop- popping up in the first hours, it's really a lot of adrenaline and emotions and stress and you're like, oh, what's going mm-hmm. on? Uh, so many chats, like really the internet was booming, like all, yeah. like, all our uh, platforms and yeah, It would, I mean you know what probably will happen and this is what you're really dreaming for and aiming for and hoping for. Uh, so we were really happy that it really has this viral uh, effect uh, in terms of with the launch. Uh, but until you experience it, you don't know what it is in terms of emotions. And
0: yeah, yeah. And it's now, now, with the, this amount of backers, what's starting to happen behind the scenes to actually put these water bottles in people's hands? It seems like you've got a healthy amount of stuff to do in molds and production and probably some quality check, all that sort of stuff. What's starting to happen to make sure that people get these uh, bottles?
3: Yeah, currently... <clears throat> we're uh, working on some improvements on the bottle because let's say it's like 90 95% uh, ready with the samples we have but um, we want to to make it even better so we're working on uh, and prototyping some uh, geometry improvements uh, and some uh, improvements for the for the cap also uh, and uh, yeah after the the campaign uh, when we uh, receive the the funding uh, we will start the the reproduction uh, with the the mode and and so on and yeah we we are in line with the the schedule so we hope that in December we will be yeah the bottles will be in the hands of the the backers, yeah. Very
0: cool, awesome. And how did you guys handle, you know, the whole shipping element? I think this is a huge thing for a lot of project creators to really wrap their heads around in terms of, you know, shipping products all over out the world. How are you guys approaching that and thinking about it and making sure that you don't, you know, lose all the money just on shipping, you know, and packaging that type of stuff?
3: Yeah, shipping is actually the most uh, complicated part of the yeah the all the modeling of the. Of a campaign in terms of uh, money and uh, costs and so on. Actually, we decided to uh, to exclude most of the shipping from the from the price, so it's outside of uh, of the price that our backers are uh, uh, pledging in the moment. So it will be charged mm-hmm. after the uh, after the campaign. And of course, we put uh, part of the shipping in the price. But um, most of it uh, is outside the, the price for several reasons. So first, uh, we don't want to charge the, the backers uh, too much. Right. Because sometimes uh, there are a lot of countries, so you, you never know. Uh, you, you cannot uh, provide such uh, a yeah, specific uh, table of uh, Of shipping costs so we we don't want to overcharge the the backers the other reason is that uh, of course the the situation with the pandemic it's own it it makes the 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 whole uh, process sometimes very unpredictable so we wanted to keep a little bit um um yeah the the possibility to adjust the, the the shipping according to the to the real costs uh, in December, and we yeah we contacted several uh, uh, companies that are specialized in crowdfunding uh, uh, campaign shipping, so um, we are using uh, their price tables and so on. They, as far as we see, they have a lot of experience in this, so mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah awesome.
2: Awesome. we re- research everything as as much as possible this um, yeah, in advance. We've provided some estimates about shipping for the different countries uh, in the Kickstarter page. It's communicated that we'll be charging the right amount of money after the after yeah. the campaign. Uh, and we would try to ship as soon as possible because this is like the more time you have in advance, the, uh, the more you can really meet your goals in uh, sure. time. Sure. Sure. So, and of course, you working know, with only reliable partners that are experienced in this.
0: Right. Right. Yeah, I think that's an important thing too. And this, uh, you know, in terms of who you're partnering with, and make sure you're doing your research. Um, so, you know, so after this campaign ends and you ship out all these bottles. What starts to happen for your company? Where, where, where do you guys see yourselves a year from now? Uh, you know, what, what's kind of happening? Is there more water bottle stuff? Is there, you, you mentioned maybe going into, you know, shipping type of stuff or packaging. What starts to happen in, in your guys' business? A
2: lot of things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, hopefully everything will start growing from here on. Uh, yeah, f- first and foremost, foremost important is really to to deliver uh, to all of our backers uh, the best product as possible by the end of the year. Uh, Simultaneously, we'll start uh, growing our, uh, like not growing, but establishing and planning our uh, distribution and uh, wholesale strategy. Uh, We are already receiving a lot of requests that we're starting to handle after the campaign. Uh, So... We are looking in that direction, also the whole marketing needs to be, of course, uh, taken to a next level. Um, so we are looking for international expansion. As we know, Kickstarter is also a good validation that shows you where, uh, what countries you need, you can focus on, meaning mm-hmm. that people are interested uh, from these geog- geographical areas and markets. Um, we see a lot of uh, yeah requests from Asia. That is uh, not only Japan, but um, I think Taiwan, uh, yeah. Singapore. We have a lot of backers yeah. from Singapore, so um, this is also a good opportunity uh, to to build our distribution there as well. Um, of course, on the product level, we are planning to to diversify the the portfolio of of, the, of this first product so we can, um, like from the next year on, of course, uh, it's not for the next six or ten months, but like developing other uh, capacity of bottles, like smaller, larger ones, mm. uh, also uh, pro- like de- developing other colors. Um, like new products, we'll see. <laughs> so, yeah. diversifying the portfolio of products. Uh, we are also planning, and we see a lot of opportunity also selling this bottle in B2B. Uh, yeah. What I mean is that we can sell in larger quantities to organizations that want to give this uh, bottle as a gift to their employees to yeah. really nurture this reuse mindset and enhance their green image, also to event organizers. Um, We've already spoken with some music festivals uh, that are interested to to offer this bottle as a merchandise product because we know that a lot of festivals are also going to zero waste and they're banning the single-use plastic bottles and providing uh, refill stations where you can bring your own bottle or you can buy one there. Our bottle is uh, much more convenient than the regular ones because first it's safe uh, I mean if you even if you hit somebody like it's not like that mm-hmm. uh, dangerous as a stainless steel bottle. Right, right. And at the same time when you're in the crowd in front of the stage and uh, or you're uh, even at a business conference. I mean you, when it's empty you can just fold it and it's not a hassle for you to carry it around like with the carrying loop, etc.
1: Yep.
2: So like building also the B2B uh, expansion in terms of sales. Uh, and also, yeah, we have some interested uh, bigger corporations, as I said, that we're, we've already spoken that that uh, they want to to send them samples and test the bottles, like speak with their R and D departments and see whether uh, whether we can uh, make some variation of, of this bottle or a similar design that can be integrated for reusable packaging uh, refill reuse models. Yeah, that's uh, awesome. Yes. So uh, we're working in the two directions. Hopefully we'll grow the team as well, because with more workload, you need more people really to get on board and really start feeling like, uh, like a company (laughs) and not just the creators out there. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Well, it sounds like you guys have got like all this coming ahead of you. So it it really is, really is amazing. So where can people uh, dive in and learn more even outside of Kickstarter? How How can they find you guys online?
2: You can find us, of course, in all of the social media platforms like Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, uh, Twitter. So usually our uh, username is default or default. Uh, We say default. Uh, So D-I-F-O-L-D. Sometimes we have dot tech. But if you... Just search default origami bottle, we should pop in. And our official website is uh, default.tech. Um, currently, it's just uh, sending, resending to the Kickstarter page. In the future, of course, we will we'll develop this. Also, our online shop, etc. Um, or they can write us at contact at default.tech.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you both taking out uh, taking time out of your day. I know it's a lot of stuff going on here with the campaign uh, wrapping up and you've got a lot of stuff going on here. So a really amazing product. Great job on the design. It's something that caught my eye and I was super excited about having this interview. So I encourage everybody to go out, go to Kickstarter right now, follow these guys, check out what they're doing and uh, and buy a water bottle from them, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> go on Kickstarter and be a backer. So thanks again so much for your time.
2: Thank you very much for for your invitation and nice conversation. Thank you, really. Awesome.
3: Thank you. Awesome.
2: Yes,
0: great time, man. Thanks, everybody. Appreciate it.
3: Bye.
0: All right. How about that conversation? A little bit odd, right? Um you can, you know, you got that. I think I've talked about it before. When you when you have the European, you always have double double people, so it's a little bit of a different interview because you don't really know where the questions are supposed to go and you kinda gotta walk through a little bit. So hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Still go check out the origami bottle over on Kickstarter right now. All right, guys. So make sure you are a subscriber. If you've gotten to this point, you love it, right? You gotta be a you're into it right now. If you're if you're listening to this right now, you love it. Go and And subscribe, smash those subscribe buttons wherever you're listening to it on. Uh, And for everybody else, I'll talk to you all on Thursday. Hopefully you have a great, great first start of the week here, man. I'll talk to you all on Thursday.
1: blue or in the color brown. Do you look up Do you look down? Cause you know if you look around, you're gonna see a From holding on The water slowly drained And she stayed strong She gave us hope In so many ways There can't be lack To our darkest day